It had now been 22 years since Joseph's brothers sold him into Egypt. He'd gone through many trials, but remained faithful to the Lord, had been greatly blessed, and was now the governor of all Egypt, and second only to Pharaoh. It was the second year of a terrible famine, and Israel, who lived in Canaan, told his sons, except for Benjamin, to go to Egypt to buy corn that had been stored there. Joseph was in charge of selling it, and his brothers came and bowed down before him with their faces to the earth. He recognized them and remembered his dreams of them bowing down to him, but they didn't know who he was. He accused them of coming to spy on the land, but they told him they'd only come to buy food, and were twelve sons of one man and true men. One son had remained in Canaan, and one was missing. Joseph then asked them very specific questions about their family. Joseph put them into prison for three days and said they could prove their story only if one remained in Egypt while the others went back to Canaan and returned with their youngest brother. Joseph spoke through an interpreter, even though he knew what his brothers said as they told each other this had happened because they were guilty of selling their brother. Reuben said that he had told them to not sin against the child, but they hadn't listened to him, and when he had left, they sold Joseph to Midianite merchants. Hearing their brothers talk about what had happened touched Joseph's heart, and he turned away and wept. He took and bound Simeon to stay in prison while the others returned to Canaan. Joseph commanded their sacks to be filled with corn and provisions for their journey, but also put their money back into each sack. When his brothers found the money, they were afraid and asked, What is this that God hath done unto us? They arrived in Canaan and told their father what had happened. He said Joseph was gone, Simeon was being held in Egypt, and now they would take Benjamin away from him. Reuben promised he would return, and even offered him to slay my two sons if I bring him not to thee. But Israel said not to take Benjamin, for his brother is dead, and he is left alone, and if something happened to him, this would bring down his own gray hairs with sorrow to the grave. The famine continued, and Israel told his sons to return to Egypt and buy more food. Judah said they couldn't see Joseph and bring Simeon back unless they took Benjamin with them. Israel asked why they told Joseph about their family, and they said the governor had asked if their father was still alive and if they had a younger brother. They didn't know he'd asked them to bring Benjamin to Egypt. Judah said, send the lad with me so everyone could have food and live, and he would take care of him or bear the blame forever. Israel agreed and said to take a gift and twice the amount of money they had first brought to Egypt to pay for the food and then return with Simeon and Benjamin. They went to Egypt and stood before Joseph. He saw his younger brother Benjamin and ordered them to dine with him at noon. The brothers were afraid he would be angry and take all they had. They told the steward of his house about the money that was returned to their sacks of food and said they had brought it back with more. He told them to be at peace and not fear their God, who'd given them their money back. He brought Simeon and took them into the house, gave them water, had their feet washed, and cared for their animals. Joseph arrived to eat with them, and they gave him their gift and bowed down before him. He asked how they were, and if their father was still alive and in good health. They said he was, and Joseph saw Benjamin and asked if he was the younger son they told him about. He said, God be gracious unto thee, my son, and left to weep in his chamber, because he was so full of emotion, then washed his face and returned to them. 
Joseph's brothers sat by the order of their birthright, and he gave Benjamin five times as much food as anyone else, while they ate, drank, and were merry. Joseph had their money put back into their sacks, along with his own silver cup into Benjamin's sack. His servants chased and caught up with them and asked, Have ye rewarded evil for good? They looked through the sack, starting with the oldest brother, and found the silver cup in Benjamin's sack. They rent their clothes and returned to Joseph's house and fell before him on the ground. He asked what they had done, and Judah said, What shall we say to clear ourselves? He offered his brothers to be servants, but Joseph said only the one in whose hand the cup is found should be his servant. Judah told how his father had worried about Benjamin going with them to Egypt, since he'd already lost one son, and if Benjamin did not return, he would die of grief. Judah, who'd sold Joseph into slavery, now offered to be his servant. But Joseph said Benjamin should be his servant, and the rest could go in peace to their father in Canaan. Judah said that he would bear the blame to his father forever if he did not come back with Benjamin. Joseph could not continue and cried, Cause every man to go out from me. He wept aloud and said, I am Joseph, doth my father yet live? His brothers were understandably troubled, and he told them to come near to him and said again, I am Joseph your brother, whom ye sold into Egypt. He told them not to grieve or be angry for what they'd done because God had blessed and prepared him to save lives by storing food and become a ruler throughout the land of Egypt. He told Judah to hurry to his father and tell him, Thus saith thy son Joseph, God hath made me lord of all Egypt, come down unto me, and live in Goshen with his family and flocks. Joseph said he would take care of them during the next five years of the famine. He hugged Benjamin, and they wept and then kissed all his brothers and wept with them while they talked with each other. Pharaoh was pleased with the reunion of Joseph's family. He said that his brothers should bring his entire family, and they'd be blessed with the good of all the land of Egypt and eat the fat of the land. Joseph gave them clothes and money, and they went back to Canaan. They told their father that Joseph was alive and was the governor over all the land of Egypt, and his heart fainted, for he believed them not. They then told him everything Joseph had said, and when he saw the wagons Joseph had sent to carry them to Egypt, his spirit revived and cried, It is enough. Joseph, my son, is yet alive. I will go and see him before I die. He took his family of seventy to Egypt. On the way, the Lord told him not to fear settling there, for he would go with and make a great nation of him. Joseph went in his chariot and met his father, and they wept for a good while. Then Israel said, now let me die, since I have seen thy face, because thou art yet alive. Joseph told Pharaoh his family had come. When he asked what their occupations were, they said they raised cattle, and should dwell in the land of Goshen, since shepherds were an abomination to the Egyptians, and he told them to live there. Joseph took Israel to meet Pharaoh, who asked him how old he was. Israel told him the days of his pilgrimage on the earth were a hundred and thirty years, and then blessed him. Israel's family lived in the land of Ramses, the best land in Egypt, and were cared for by Joseph. The famine continued, and Joseph took the money the people paid for the corn to Pharaoh. When the money ran out, the Egyptians came to Joseph and asked for bread. He told them to bring their cattle and horses in exchange for it. They later came back and said all they had left was themselves and their land. They asked Joseph to buy the land, and they would become Pharaoh's servants in exchange for bread. Joseph bought it and moved people to the cities. He gave seed to those who farmed the land, and they gave one-fifth of their crops to Pharaoh as a tax. 
Israel lived in the land for 17 years, and his possessions grew and multiplied exceedingly. He was now 147 years old. Joseph took his sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, to Israel for a blessing. He took Ephraim to his father's left hand and Manasseh to his right hand. But Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it upon Ephraim, the younger son's head, and moved his left hand to Manasseh's head. He blessed them with his name and the name of his fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and said they would grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. When Joseph saw that Israel had crossed his hands on their heads, he was displeased and moved his father's right hand from Ephraim to Manasseh, saying, Not so, my father, for this is the firstborn. Put thy right hand upon his head. But Israel refused and said he knew what he was doing. The younger brother would be greater, and his seed would become a multitude of nations. Israel called his sons together to give them a blessing and tell them what would befall them in the last days. He said that Joseph was a fruitful bough whose branches would run over the wall, becoming so numerous that they would spread over the world. Two of the twelve tribes of Israel come from Joseph's sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. Israel said, They are mine, and the God of my fathers shall bless them, even as Reuben and Simeon. Wherefore they shall be called after my name, receiving inheritances just as though they were his sons. Israel finished blessing his sons and died. Joseph wept and kissed his father, and physicians embalmed his body. Israel's sons obeyed his request and buried him in Canaan. When they returned to Egypt, Joseph's brothers were afraid that he might now hate them and reminded him that their father had told him to forgive them. He wept and his brothers fell down before him and said they were his servants. He told them to fear not, for am I in the place of God? Even though they thought to do evil to him, God had meant it to be good and save many people. He comforted and spoke kindly to them, and said he would nourish them and their families. Joseph lived to be 110 years old and was buried in Egypt. In many ways, Joseph and Jesus Christ's lives were similar. Joseph's brothers caused him great suffering, and while our sins also caused the Savior great suffering, he offers us forgiveness that we can receive and extend to others. Even though Joseph's experiences in Egypt were difficult, God meant it unto good and he was a source of blessing to many. And this is Genesis chapters 42 through 50 in the Old Testament. Look for hidden images located throughout this video. You can download a coloring page and activity puzzles for each section on Etsy at PonderFun. Visit our new PonderFun.com website and Facebook page to find more fun things to do. And you can listen to these as a podcast. Please like and share these videos with anyone you think might enjoy them. Also, please subscribe to this PonderFun YouTube channel, and you'll be notified whenever I make new videos. Thanks again for watching, and find some time this week to ponder.